What up, y'all? You're listening to the Gabacho Borracho U.S. Soccer Talk Podcast with your host, Thomas Miller and Corey Adair. Your go-to podcast for gambling on soccer and hot, hot, hot U.S. men's national team takes. Take it away. Go, go, USA! Gratefully claims it. Distribution. Brilliant. Landon Donovan. Or if things on here for the USA, can they do it here? Cross. And Dempsey is denied again. And Donovan has scored. Oh, can you believe this? Go, go, USA! Certainly through. Oh, it's incredible. up y'all you're listening to the gabacho borracho u.s soccer talk podcast with your host thomas miller and Corey adair your go-to podcast for gambling on soccer and hot 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 u.s men's national team takes take it away go go usa gratefully claims it distribution brilliant landon donovan or things on here for the usa can they do it here and Dempsey is denied again, and Donovan has scored! Oh, can you believe this? Go, go, USA! Certainly through! Oh, it's incredible! All right, and welcome to the next episode of the Gabacho Borracho U.S. Soccer Talk podcast. Um, not as always, we are down a person this week. We do not have Dan Angel with us. He is at a family wedding. So today it is just Thomas and I. And of course, you know, Corey Dare at DJ Corfo 7 and Thomas Miller at Don Thomas Miller. How are you doing today, bud? Doing great. How are you doing, man? It's been a long fucking week, dude. It's been a long fucking week. <laughs> yeah, Laura was out of town for... Pretty much the entirety of the week teaching a 40-hour class. So it has been hellacious. This is like one of the more intensive classes I have because it's more lecture. You know, some of the classes are, are really heavy hands-on, so it's kind of easier to be busy outside of work. But this one, super involved. And yeah, it, it, I, I let's put it, I'm looking forward to the weekend. Can't wait to get there. One more day. Everybody's working for the weekend. Everybody's working for the weekend, bro. I heard that song once. <laughs> <laughs> I will say your beard is like wild as fuck right now. It looks dope as shit. Dude, it I'm going on a year and a half almost. Without shaving? Yeah. Yeah. It it's pretty wild. Like, have you touched it up at all? I did in the beginning. I haven't done that for probably six months though. I I mean I clean up the mustache so it gets out of my mouth. Yeah. Get it off I'm the not lips. just to keep the mustache and get rid of everything else though. Dude, oh my god, you would look like a fucking psycho, but I would be I look like I, a I can see what you're man, doing. bro. You would I look, look like, like a like a like a civil war veteran. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, look how far you're fucking wild. <laughs> oh my god, dude. Oh. Wait, do it. Please do it. Nah, Please dude, I got it. too much fat on my neck. I, I gotta hide that shit. Oh, dude, it'll grow back. Uh, we'll see. Let's just get some pictures of you with the fucking Civil War fucking mustache. Dude, you look you would look insane in a good way. I'd have to do it for like a wedding or something. <laughs> the next wedding that comes up, I'll do it. How about that? The next wedding. All right. But but no, to hear first, uh, guys. You know, it's been, it's been a long week, but we got some good sports coming up this weekend. 
uh, we've had some pretty chaotic things coming up with United States men's national team. It feels like, you know, the proverbial shit has hit the fan. So, yep. you know, that's that we, we, we've definitely got some stuff to unpack here. But overall, even though it's been a busy week, it's been a good week. And, you know, uh, I'm enjoying time, time with the kids. But right. one thing that we definitely need to talk about is the shit canning of the entire United States men's national team, like administration. Basically, you know, we were we were kind of talking off air a little bit and we like to do the one on one things. But if you want to make this a comparison to a college football situation from head coach all the way up to school president, just gone. Right. Berhalter is not officially gone, but like everybody who hired him, everybody that had a part in his administration, if you will, uh, is now gone. Ernie Stewart, Brian McBride, everybody's gone. So, I mean, we're obviously looking at uh, a different uh, uh, head coach opportunity, <laughs> and, uh, director technical, if you will, if you speak Spanish. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah, Ernie Stewart uh, took off. Uh, he resigned. He's the guy who a lot of people see uh, as responsible for bringing so much American talent to the uh, uh, Holland League um, with uh, with uh, PSV, with uh, A.K. Al-Samar, Al whatever it's called. Fun Brian, fact McBride. About Brian McBride has also been fired. Um, hmm? Fun fact about that team, by the way. They weren't in the premier division until just a few years ago. Yeah. Like yeah, they, yeah. I think we talked about that. I don't remember if we talked about that or not, but they've been kind of, I don't know if they got bought by new owners or what, but they've, they've basically skyrocketed over the last five, 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's like almost like a Newcastle kind, but on a much smaller, smaller, yeah. smaller, smaller level. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, so, so everybody's gone. Which means, I mean, Burhalter technically still does, I think, have the the head coach position. But I mean, yeah, we're we're at a point now where everybody who hired him, everybody who supported him, is gone, and uh, now we're uh, in search for a different coach. And uh, and I think it's pretty obvious, like what the majority of the fan base wants is like a big name, a huge name, massive name, massive name. I mean, we're talking Pep Guardiola, massive. We're talking. Jose Mourinho, massive. We're talking Cholo Simeone. Well, the one one massive name we know it won't be is Zizou. Right. We know it's not Zidane. We know that because... Not Zidane. But, he doesn't want any part of it. <laughs> well, he mainly said the only reason he doesn't want any part of it is because the only national team his heart would be in would be the French national team. So I can't blame him. I yeah, can't blame him. You got to respect. You got to respect that. I mean, I mean, he played at Real Madrid. That's where he coached. I mean, he'll he'll obviously be a coach. Like it's in his blood. He, he can't just like walk away from the game. It's one of those things you know, where like, uh, like Tom Brady, I guess, where it's like hard for him to retire and just go away. Well, and, and especially like, with his, especially with his playing style late in his career, he was on, on field coach. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. He was like the captain all the time. Like, uh, you know, uh, I mean, he was one of the names I guess that we brought up, but it's not going to happen. And it, it, I mean, it will be interesting. Who, who, who will, be the coach. I mean, in our defense, we brought that name up before they, before reporters asked him and he commented on it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, we brought it up because it was kind of, it was kind of like linked, you know, but I mean, he doesn't want any part of it. Guys who may want a part of it, Jose Mourinho. Dude, that's my, you put, you put, you want to give me a name that gets me all, all H and rizzed up and everything. 
Give me, give me Jose, dude. I just, <laughs> the more I think about it, his level of shithousery, yeah. his level of shithousery with physicality. Yeah. Right. I just, he, he, he's a good, he's an amazing coach because the, te- he coaches at top level clubs where the technical ability and physical ability are there. And then it's his grittiness that he imprints onto the team that is like, just never give up, never die and never quit fighting. Yeah. Whether it crosses the line of shithousery or not, it's always going to be physical. Right. I just think that that type of mentality is perfect for a United States men's national team. I think so too. Uh, yeah, we look back at that USMNT only um, tweet that they had where it was like him like standing proud after beating Granada 13 to zero. Like, yeah, I, I really think that's the mentality that he would bring to these players and, well, I, and i think this is what these players would respond to because honestly the majority of them are in fucking europe they're not yep. here they're not in league mx they're not in the fucking honduran league they're fucking in europe and we really should be doing what the women's team does but we never do and we always say well it's it's a different competition well, it's, just, it's a pitch blah 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 we're not quite to killer, the women's you had a killer at coach he, he really might just bring you Okay, I want to unpack a couple things there real quick. We're not there to the women's level yet because the women's, the, the USWNT has the best women athletes from this country. But, oh, in CONCACAF? We no, got to be saying, the fucking best team in CONCACAF. <laughs> yes, you, yes, you have to, you have to be, and we're, we're elevating to a certain level. But what I'm saying is that I don't think we can compare the two and that we can't even come close to comparing the two yet because there are only two places that the best women athletes in this country go to the United States women's, women's national team and the WNBA. Those yeah. are the two places they go to. Right. It, and, and to be perfectly honest, soccer as a sport in general, it works better if you're not six foot five as a girl. Right. So, so one pool of athletes that has the height is obviously going to be drawn towards one sport, lack of height drawn to another sport. So they're getting the cream of the crop in both of those talent pools. We're not there with the men's national team. We're not. We're not even close to getting the cream of the crop of our athletes. Not even close yet. No, but I. But but the example I used was Granada. Yes. Yeah. We'll, we'll struggle oh. versus Granada and win one to zero. I mean, Dude. I really think with like a killer head coach, and and we we had Jurgen Klinsmann, who who, who was an absolute uh, as a player, absolute killer. As a coach, even at Bayern Munich, at Germany, he was a killer. I mean, but he didn't have the talent pool that, that Jose Mourinho could possibly. And yeah, and that, and that was the second part I wanted to unpack, even, unpack from that comment was, even though we, I don't think we can compare the two, you make a very, very good point that Burhalter wanted to be the guy that can blend the technical and athletic ability of a European quality player from the United States with that old school gritty mentality, but he ain't him. Yeah. And he ain't him because he doesn't have the respect of European soccer. But you get a guy like Jose, every single player in our talent pool, that would be the best coach that they're currently playing for. I mean, yeah, argue, arguably, yes. But like also they Other would than, have or the respect, the respect. You know? Yeah, it's well, like- that, that, that's what I mean. It comes with that respect. Like you're, you're, you're putting this guy's name up there with the peps, with the... Arteta's right now with the 10 hogs, you know, like this name sits in this pool of 10 names that mm-hmm. are the most respected names in soccer management. 
Right. He's one of those 10 and probably higher than that. So it's just instant respect. Yeah. And that instant respect means that they're going to do what he says to do. Yeah. And his style of play is that gritty physical style. Perfect. Perfect. Dude, I, I'm telling Perfect. you, man, I, if for, and the thing is, I don't think he necessarily wants to be at Roma. I, right. think, I think, I think Roma was the best option for him when he went there. Right. And I think if we fire everybody from the top down, like we've done, I think we could pool our resources enough to give him a, give him a contract to buy him out of Roma. Yeah, uh, dude, obviously we have endless amount. Of money. I'm actually going to look up his contract right now. Yeah. I mean, we have endless amount of money and yeah, I mean, that's the kind of coach we need to bring in. You know, like it, I, I would say as time wanders on and we still do not have Mourinho, I would really think it could be possibly more pep Guardiola, which is also an amazing high. It's not the grittiness and the physical play that a lot of people think we need in the CONCACAF. But, I mean, it's still a huge, huge name. And I really think whatever style he would, like, uh, like employ for our guys. Like, Whoa. <clears throat> we get to that point where we're we're beating teams six to zero instead of like struggling fuck winning one to zero. You know? Well, and that was something that too that I noticed. You know, we're kind of. I think this is just going to be a crapshoot of of topics if we hit them or not. But something I noticed in our friendly last night as I was watching it, we were moving around at breakneck speed, but the way that we were handling passes and making one touch passes and making motion like movement into open spaces and maintaining possession. There were certain things I saw with that young talent pool last night where I could see a pep system potentially working because I don't, I don't think we've ever had the schematic mind of somebody like pep where we want to maintain possession, but we're not making the right runs. Right. I saw it was a TikTok, but it was, it was talking about Arteta and the way that, he tells his wingers to move, right? And how he doesn't like there to be a direct line from the right midfielder to the right winger. He wants that right winger cutting in before they make that pass, right? You want to you want to force motion and create space and try to form some type of triangle instead of having a direct line pass. I've never seen our team actually do that. So with this youth and with this new technical ability that is being found within our youth system, that could draw him, I guess. It just, the names aren't there yet. And, and it doesn't, you know, we're, they're still looking at Argentina, Uruguay, and Brazil for the 16, 17 year olds that are going to be the next paylet. That we haven't gotten to the point yet where those 16, 17, 18 year olds in the United States are the ones drawing all the eyes from Europe. We're yeah. almost there. We're getting closer and closer, but we're still not there yet. And I think if we were there now, Pep would be a serious option. I just, I, it's almost like, I feel like that freshman in college that doesn't know he's not good enough to succeed yet. And I feel like I just learned I'm not good enough to succeed and shooting for Pep is like too far. You know what I mean? Right. So, like, okay. Like, I don't want to interrupt you, but like, this is why I think Jose Mourinho, I think Diego Simeone, another option because. A great option, actually. Yeah, because he's, he's almost guaranteed to lose his job by the end of the year like uh they lost three to one today they're only in the quarterfinals of Copa del Rey they're down three to one they have a return fixture but they're they will not win it uh they're playing Real Madrid uh I really like Jose Mourinho and and Diego Simeone for 
for the simple reason that we, we talked about it with Burhalter. Burhalter wanted that kind of one touch sort of thing that you can have uh, at a club level when you have hours and hours and hours and days and days and days of practice. But just imagine one of these two absolute killers coming in and they think that they're emphasizing is that you go, you know, you go spikes up on somebody's knee and <laughs> just you go, play you ball. Go. You just play ball. You go, you go 10-1 formation. Yeah. But I'm, I'm saying like you, you go, you play with a physicality and when we're not playing physical, we're just going to go up and play ball. We're going to send long passes in. We're going to, we're going to do what we need to do. You know, I mean, as great of a mind Pep Guardiola is, it, it would still be the same thing where we're, we're getting like three, four days of uh camp before we're playing a game. And that, and that whole ticky tacky thing is like, it's hard to, it's hard to put into a team that doesn't play together all the time. Dude. I just had the biggest light bulb wicked moment. Like I, that was nuts. What just went through my head. You're hundred percent. Right. I don't, I don't want Pep anymore. Not because I don't <laughs> think he's the best. He's the best. He's I the best. He's the best. Yeah. But I think Pep only works on a national team level in a situation where he gets to coach a team like Spain, where three quarters of their teams, their team is playing for two different clubs. Right. So they're playing so much together that they have this type of chemistry to where when they get to the national team, it, it isn't rebuilding anything. Right. I don't right. think you're never going to be able to do that with the United States men's national team because they're never going to have that type of no, because the reason that happens at Barcelona and the reason it happens at Madrid and Atletico is because they're Spanish teams and Spanish players want to play for Spanish teams. Right. Yep. Like it's just inherent. And we're never going to have that with the MLS. We're never going to have that with the domestic league. So I don't think we can go that route. I think the route we have to lean into the things that always made us special. Right. And, that's, and that was set pieces, physicality, defense, goalkeeping. Absolutely. And I mean, and, so and so Simeone, I never even thought about Simeone. Cause it, cause okay, this is what's going to happen. Simeone is, is almost guaranteed to be fired now by athletic. Like there was, there was hope if, if, if they, and they could still turn this thing around. They, I think they play next week or maybe two weeks, but like, if, if he was to win a cup, he's not going to win the league. They're, they're already like 12, 14 points behind Real Madrid and Barcelona. Uh, then we look at his other landing op, uh, Scaloni, who just won a World Cup. He's only 44 years old. He's, n- he's not going anywhere. And Argentina, that, that's where Diego Simeone, uh, Argentine legend, both as a player and kind of as a coach. So I, I, really, I really think he could be a possibility. These numbers are manageable too, by the way. Uh, Jose gets paid four million pounds per year. Simeone gets paid three point three million pounds per year. And right now, the dollar is stronger than the pound. So you're talking three and a half million a year versus three million a year. All right, let's do it. <laughs> Just some. <laughs> I would love the fucking coaching of the Simeone with our guys because, like, we already have a lot of our guys already have that fucking pit bull, that bulldog, the bulldog sort of fucking attitude towards and, and 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 not all of them have it in a way where they are a more physical player they just have that attitude yeah it's an american attitude and it's Honestly. inherent and it's inherent it's always right. going to be we, we've we seen it we've seen it where we go on the road in concacaf and all of a sudden uh these guys turn into like like uh sunday 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 league uh semi-pro players and like we'll go studs up in the, in the motherfuckers nuts you know okay random question <laughs> who in our regular starting 11, would you say resembles that externally the least? The least? 
I already know my answer. Aronson, probably. No, because he's still, he's still, he'll, dude, he'll still bark at people. Yeah. It's Musa, dude. Well, Musa's chill. He's chill. <clears throat> he, that's what I mean. But he's yeah. super physical. He's super physical, but he's chill. But like, I, yeah. I mean, even like our, I mean, like Pulisic has it in. Oh, yeah. 100%. He has it in. Like, obviously, McKinney has it. Tyler Adams has it. I oh, love, dude, I love that video. I love that video of Tyler Adams at Leeds where. I think Andy Robertson. Fulham, maybe? No, it was it was against Liverpool. It was against Robertson. Oh, against Robertson where like yeah. he was going to put a ball in play and he fucking booted the ball. Like another oh, no, ball. no, no, no. That was a different one. The one I'm thinking yeah. about is where Robertson did something to Aronson and then Adams just came in and was like, you get the fuck off my boy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was I was thinking about the the play where Adam there were two ball, two balls on the pitch and and Adams is like they're going to they're whoever the opposing team was, they were going to like put it in play and then Adams booted the ball at the other ball and the both balls went. It was yeah. the most hilarious <laughs> shithousery thing I've fucking seen. Dude, that's a total Jose thing. And, yeah. and Simeone too. Simeone too. I, dude, I I never even thought for a second about Diego Simeone. Never even thought about it. Perfect name. Yeah. Perfect. And again, his name, even though it's not Jose, and even though you know it's athlete, what whatever it that respect. Oh, absolutely. Respect. Yeah, they respect him as a former player. They respect him as a manager. Yeah, he does his shit. And he's got that American thing too, where like he he he's had like run-ins with so many opposing men. Oh, dude, most, we eat that. That's the most American. Thing. <laughs> we eat that shit up, dude. We love Get it. feisty. Let's go. Yeah, let's do like, it. I mean, this you know, it. This is one of the things I think will end up crossing us over into a soccer nation, and it's when when fans, when people who aren't necessarily fans of soccer or hate certain things about soccer, end up warming up just enough to watch some of these rivalry matches and to see the pettiness that happens between the people and the heat, heat, you know, how heated it gets. That's what we love about our sports because of the regional rivalries. Yeah. One of the things I think one of the things that we both love about college football so much is the rivalry aspect. When two teams truly hate each other or two people truly hate each other, watching them go at it is the closest thing you get to a gladiatorial sport. Yeah. And, and and I think Simeone embodies that and would be perfect, a perfect fit for the type of attitude we need. Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm on the same page. I mean, if it is Jose Mourinho, it is. If it's somebody else, we'll see. I mean, it it really kind of comes down to who they end up hiring, hierarchy. I guess. Yeah, and I mean, another name that kind of fits that mold would be like a Ten Hag. I don't think he's going anywhere, but I I think I think Zidane, Jose, Ten Hag, Simeone. It has to be from that mold. Right. It has to be from that toughness mold. It has right. to be. Yeah, absolutely. It can't be from, you know, I'm going to use a cross reference here. It can't be from an X's and O's mindset. Yeah, I don't think it can be from an X. Yeah. But all right. So that was that was good. I, I that, that was fun. I like that. Um, But again, we I just want to I want to I want to throw some at you. OK, so, OK, we had you and I, we have to defend a lot like is there more action in soccer or is there more action in say American football? Right. There's only a handful of sports with more action than soccer and none of them are American football. All right. Do you have an idea? Like if you were just to say off the top of your head in miles, non kilometers, how many miles a average soccer player runs in professional soccer? Probably two in a match, two and a half, maybe two, two and a half. No, no, it's, it's six and a half to eight miles. 
Yes. Well, okay. So here's something I've In never 90 said. Minutes. Hold on. I've never said this on this show. Mm-hmm. Never gone. I've I never even put it in the group chat or anything. Uh, there is one thing that human beings have that they're best at in the animal world. Like their 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 superpower, human beings' superpower. And I'm not talking about self awareness and thinking, brain power. I'm not talking about that physical ability. They have one physical ability, and it might not be the animal world. It might be just mammals. Right. But they have one thing that is greater than every other mammal, at least. Do you know what that thing is? Endurance. Endurance. Yeah. Endurance. Endurance. So what sport tests your endurance the most? Soccer. Soccer. I would accept Obviously. one other. I would accept one other answer, but it's not the same type of endurance, and that's wrestling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a quick, quick thing, kind of. That that's the longest three minute period of your entire fucking life in wrestling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll be dying if 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 yeah if you just threw. The, the random person in a in a wrestling mat wrestling mat and like 12 seconds in you'd be dying yeah and, and yeah, that's what i'm gonna say because i'm fucking dead the, the <laughs> handful of sports i would say have more action is potentially you know wrestling um potentially you know like any any combat sport right in general or hockey yeah. maybe, Ho- maybe hockey, maybe basketball but hockey see here's the thing that this is what i want to bring up so okay so uh a soccer player runs 90 minutes. He averages between six and a half miles to eight miles. How many seconds do you think this is okay? And this is also like obviously, if you're messy, if you're Modric, you know, an amazing player that, that's gonna touch the ball. How many seconds do you think per average uh the ball is at a player's feet in a in a in a professional soccer match? Like the per person, so minute per of- person. Minute yeah. on foot per person. Yeah. Probably like three and a half to four. It's way, it's way less. It's 60 seconds to 90 seconds, which is crazy. Yeah. But they're running eight miles. They're doing that. And like, so like just to bring the comparison full circle, uh, NFL games are 60 minutes, right? Four 15 minute quarters. Yeah. How many minutes of action do you think we actually watch well, where the, the ball is in play? Oh, Oh, it's like 35. No, you're way, no. you're way high. It's 11. 11 that minutes. Much time, that much time runs off between plays? Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, see, and I've always, I've always known these things. The, the, okay, the problem here with Americans who don't want to get into soccer is because they're not emotionally vested in a side. Yeah, it's not moment, embedded in their brains. Well, it's not just that because it wasn't embedded in mine. I grew to love the United States men's national team because of the World Cup. And that right. love for the United States men's national team made me appreciate the game. And when yeah. I'm rooting for, a, if you are emotionally invested in a side, period, there is far more action in a soccer match than most other sports. Absolutely. The ball never goes out of, I mean, it goes out of play. And well, obviously and there's, there's time where they're like standing around and shit. But and like, there's still, there's still some problems with it. You know, like the, the metrics that say that matches are, there's only actually 65 minutes of action in a 90 minute mm-hmm. soccer match because of wasted time and them only adding four minutes at the end of the match and, and all right. that, but right. you're still talking about 65 minutes where the ball is in the field and being moved. Yeah. And if you fuck up, yeah, something's going to, something bad could happen at all times. It's not the NBA where it's uh 135 to 132 where some little fuck up, whatever we fucked up. I mean, in soccer, it, it it's legitimately you mess up, you end up losing one to zero. Oh, dude, I've, I, I always make the joke now where, you know, if you want to sit there and complain about how it's so low scoring, but you're an NFL fan 
and the average NFL game is, you know, 17 to 21, then just make each goal worth 10 points. Make it worth 10 points. Create some sort of system where like a shot on goal is three points. Dude, no, just make make a shot on goal worth two. Yeah. Make a block worth one. Make a goal worth nine. Yeah. And make every three corners worth a point. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we're looking at a NFL type score now. Yeah. You could watch, you could watch, I mean, we could see these games this weekend. It could be 20 to 17 between the Eagles and the Niners. And everybody's going to be like, wow, what a fucking amazing game. But a two to one Arsenal Man City FA Cup match. Yeah. Way more exciting. Boring. Yeah. Boring, according to Americans. Calling you out, soup. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. I'm, I just, yeah. I saw those numbers and I wanted to bring that up. It's just interesting to think about how much they actually have to run. And, and they are walking sometimes. They're not sprinting. And if yeah, it, but if, that's... it was like, if it was like uh, every time you got the ball, some dude could just come and put your put his helmet right in your chest you'd probably be well, now you're talking about now Funny. you're talking about rugby basically yeah kind of rugby kind of rugby yeah the same sort of thing but dude that was that's what made that match so fun for the international friendly last night yeah like i don't know how much of it you caught but that second half it was up and that, down dude that shit was flying yeah and a, can, we, can we touch on that the 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 ability the technical ability of this youth pool that we have now compared to any other point in our lifetime. Like some of those passes were rifled in towards the sideline and just one touch, perfect control, taking it off that one touch, advancing it one touch passing between each other. I mean, I saw things out of that and I was like, I, I literally in my head went, Holy fuck. Where did we, fu- why are we not injecting some of this into this 26 man roster that we took to Qatar? No, it's, 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 it's like, it has to do with the development and, and we can, Thank Jurgen Klinsmann for all this. Uh, our academies, I mean, we got Dallas, we got Philadelphia, uh, as long as, uh, I mean, on, alongside of a, a bunch of different MLS clubs where they invested like literally a shit ton of money into youth develop, development. And now we're at that point where we're, we're seeing young guys who have that the technical technical ability. It used to be like where, well, they're pretty good. Let's go send them to Europe for a year. We'd see them in Europe for one season, and then they come back and they're like doing all these. Well, and things. back then you'd see them receive a pass that was that was maybe a little bit too heavy on the touch, and then they would receive it and it would get away from them for a yard and a half, and they would have to run up back to it. You know, like it wasn't yeah. it, they didn't have that technical ability to just take that pass, stop it at the end of their foot, and then just advance. Yep. Yeah, and that that's the advancement in our game. I mean, it's just what we're going to see from now until... We're getting this fucking close, dude. Yeah. This fucking close. And a lot of those names that we saw last night were under the age of 21. Absolutely, yeah. And most of them, I mean, almost all of them are not in Europe. And when they get when they get to Europe, it, it just gets better for us. But what kills me is why were these names not being called up on that Gold Cup roster? I know Williamson was. Yeah, Williamson. I know, I know Long was. I know Acosta was. I know Ariola was. Yeah, but like Cowell is, he's only... Cowell, Vasquez, and Dejas, like all three of those guys, why were they not on the Gold Cup roster? And Dejas has developed, like, because he went to America, and he's become a fucking player, dude, like an amazing player. He, in the last 20 minutes of the match last night, he impressed me single-handedly the most. Yeah, dude, he's he's a baller. Like, he has it in him. He has that it, that it. That you need that dog in him. 
that dog in him, that it. As an offensive player, you need that it. When well, we like, saw it out of Vasquez, we saw it out of Cowell too. They all, they all just they. That's Vasquez what I mean. got a goal, like yeah. a like, very impressive header goal. Dude, Williamson almost had a golazo towards the end of that match. Yeah, yeah, I seen, I seen that, and that's what I'm saying is that. And the only reason he didn't, the only reason he didn't get it is because his plant foot was just behind the ball, wasn't parallel yeah. to the ball. If if that's what I'm saying, like if we took the eleven guys who started or anybody who played last night, they're probably like three, four on the depth chart of every position that they played at, right? Mm-hmm. And they were still like pretty impressive. <laughs> and we're talking <laughs> you know? about a loss too. We yeah, lost, and we lost. We lost in a friendly. I don't. I don't really throw too much. Well, shade I mean, on we, that. we we should have scored a goal in those last forty. We probably should have scored one or two goals in the last forty minutes. The way that we were yeah. playing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But no. So uh, I definitely want to talk about this. We've talked about potential coaches. We've talked about you know our youth system and all sorts of stuff. One thing I is all of this chaos happening in the hierarchy of the federation for USMNT. What percentage do you give the Reina gate on it? I don't, I don't know, man. Like, I, I don't know if it's, if it had anything to do with it, but Jesus Christ, what a, what a, what a fucking shit show it was. And uh, we just saw today, today it's breaking news that Claudia Reina is out at Austin FC, like talent advisor, talent president, whatever the fuck he is, like operations, like GM basically in Americans. And uh, like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I don't think I don't think it has to do with the drama. I just really think like there's there 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 have to be certain people in the USM NT camp that see the potential that we're at and they just wanna wanna get it to Yeah. Yeah. I I think it has a higher percentage than we're giving it credit for. It was just a because, shit show. It's like we we gotta get rid of nepotism like throughout we've the entire thing. We've been bitching about that for three years. Yeah. With Burhalter, especially, yeah, especially, but but Burhalter was there because of the product of the system, and the system was because of McBride, and the system was because of Ernie Johnson, yeah, and, and it was brother. all of those guys. It was all of those guys from the 2002 team. Yeah, yeah, they just gotta probably, yeah, it, it it just has to be, yeah. I mean, like I have no idea what other systems like in that same situation look like in other countries. I have no idea. I cannot comment on it, but I just like imagine that if you're like in charge of England national football, like all you want to do is like hire the best coach. That's going to make your best players play great. Yeah. It's not going to be like, well, this guy's brother did this. And, and this guy's son is now this. I mean, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not taking a shot at Gio Reyna at all because like, I mean, he did the man, he, he scored an off foot goal this weekend for Borussia Dortmund. And he did the, he did the Memphis, the pie uh, celebration. Yeah. Yeah. Fingers in the ears because a direct quote from Greg Berhalter is we don't have a Memphis. <laughs> we don't have one. So dude, we just, I mean, uh, yeah. Berhalter, you know what? This is where I get to take my chance. Uh, Berhalter in a much more chill and less aggressive way says the same stupid ass shit that Alexi Lawless mm-hmm. doesn't think has this mentality like he's the end-all, be-all. And what I think it is is because they were all together in those late 90s, early 2000s, where they, where they really created a culture that still isn't fully developed yet. Like, they're over here thinking that they're the end-all, be-all opinions on things, and we're still not fucking there. So, in all reality, when it comes to the stupid comments, they, they just shut the fuck up. Alexi, 
you don't like the celebration from Gio, shut the fuck up. He just scored a game winner. Yeah. He scored a game winner. He can celebrate however the fuck he wants. Yeah. And all the people talking shit, including you, he don't need to hear it. And and how did Gio, just, just asking, throwing a question out. How did Gio finish or uh, follow up his uh, game winner over the weekend? With he another game, a winner. game winner on fucking win. Yeah. I mean, come on. And you're going to say fucking baller. We, we held him out of fucking games because he didn't fucking give his best effort versus some fucking Qatari team. Fuck that shit. You're that talking. Shit we need to fucking get out of here. You're talking about a top 10 money team in Europe. Yep. With Dortmund. And he yep. is an every match starter. And he, well, I mean, he plays a lot. <laughs> he plays a lot. <laughs> yeah. He plays a lot. Yeah. Okay. Not in every match. He's not Marco Royce. He, he came off the bench on Wednesday, but like all of their stars did. Like Holler, when they were they were tied one one, they put in they did like three or four subs at a time. If they made the Champions, all their boys. If they made the Champions League final, would he start? Absolutely. That's what I'm fucking saying. And you're gonna sit there and say, oh, he's a he's a support player at the World Cup. No shit. He was moping around. He's 19. He's probably got the, he's no, he definitely got the highest potential in the talent pool at this tournament. Yeah. He's in form. He's healthy. When he's healthy, he's starting the most important matches for a top 10 club in the, in the world. Are you, are you talking about the super sub tweet or what, what, what are you exactly talking about? The Lexi? Oh, he, he ripped on him for his uh, celebration for the Memphis to pie. Like when, oh. when, when he went, cause he didn't just do the Memphis to pie. Yeah. He did like, four. like, it was like, see no evil, hear no... Yeah, yeah, like, you're talking, I can't hear you. Yeah. Right? <laughs> but, dude, it was a golazo, too, though. Yeah, it was like from a the cor- From the corner of the box, outside of the foot, with his right foot to the opposite corner, up and over the keeper, dropped it in, had the bend, Beckham fucking style. I mean, the type of skill that we don't get to see as United States men's national team fans. And we missed in the World Cup. Because he was pouting because you told him he wasn't going to play enough minutes when he was clearly one of the players that should have played minimum 60% of the minutes. Absolutely. hundred percent on board with you on that. Like uh, what 19 year old do you, you go and say, Hey, I know you have the potential to be the best United States men's national team player of all time, but yes. you're only going to play 20% of the minutes. What 19 year old is going to handle that? And what, what, what would you think of a guy who hears that and isn't fucking pouting? What would you think of a guy who's like, you're going to start in the fucking bench and isn't like, fuck that. That's 20, the kind of fucking guys you want, dude. You want guys who are like, no, no, look at me. Look at me. I'm a fucking starter, dude. I'm a fucking baller. Put me in. You don't want, you want some guy who's like, yeah, yeah, we'll bring you in for, uh, we'll bring you at the 83rd minute, some sort of magic goal, you know? Yeah. No, you don't want that guy. No, no, I got, I got two things to say on that. First off, a 24-year-old is going to go full. Uh, like, if you said that to Pulisic, he's going yeah. full psycho in practice. Oh, yeah. But that's because he's older. And, and it's going to, and then that emotion is going to manifest in anger more than heartbreak. You're talking about a 19-year-old, which is a completely different story. It manifested in heartbreak and sadness. And right. that that is his personality type. He's not. Yeah, he's soft. I'm yeah. Not soft, but, not, not soft not, but he's sensible. Not, he's sensible. Yes. Yes. So. That was a totally, like, Burhalter should have had the foresight to know he's not going to handle that news well and to expect some type of response out of it. 
When I tell my son that's eight years old that he's grounded for a week, I can expect him to go to his room and cry. Absolutely. Right? You yeah. tell Gio Reyna, a 19-year-old kid still, kid, sheltered, like not, not born of the world, born of this system, that he's not going to play at the biggest tournament in the world at the age of 19 when he has the highest potential and, and has so many things going for him in a way that he should be playing so many minutes and be a focal point that he's not a focal point. And he's not even just not a focal point. He's a small piece. Yeah. He's going to go to his room and cry. I mean, yeah. And, it's, not and even about that he, it's not even about that he cried. The decision from every single report is that he gave a lackluster performance versus a Qatari professional in a closed door fucking scrimmage. I mean, how, how much effort are you going to give? Like, okay, we'll let's say this. If we're if, if you and I were going to have a podcast and then we it's are. like, it's like, okay, uh, I'm going <laughs> uh, to, to warm up for this podcast. You got to like hang out with this like 14 year old and have a discussion with him about US MNT shit and soccer shit. Are you going to give like your best performance? Or are you going to like give your best performance? Obviously. The yeah. Answer, yeah. I mean, yeah. come on. Come on. Well, and I, and I and I also think that some credit should be given too to once this shit came out, the way he handled it. Yeah. <clears throat> One, it went to a vote, and he was still man enough to apologize. Absolutely. He owned up to his lackluster performance and apologized. Yeah. And anything with young, growing minds and humans is when they mess up in your eyes and you not necessarily punish them, but like they get reprimanded. When they handle it properly, you have to reward them. Yeah. And he didn't get rewarded. The reward was what? Staying in in Cutter? <laughs> yeah. Fucking jerk me off. Jesus Christ. I'd rather go home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. At home, I can drink a beer and have sex. And shit. I don't I don't have to sit there and watch my boys go play, not play with them, and then pretend like I'm still in a good mood. Yeah. Yeah. When yeah. I know when I know that there's people out there playing. And I know that we're playing a formation that one doesn't get the best players out there, two stops me from being out there, and three stops us, us from advancing past the first round of the knockout stage. Absolutely. He's smarter than that. Yeah. Anybody who looked at the roster that we took knew you can get your best 11 out there in a 4 2 3 1. Yep. And I don't think there's much tactical difference between a 4 3 3 and a 4 2 3 1. Nope. All that existed was an ego, and that ego is. Out the door. Seems well, and that ego ended up getting a bunch of people fired. Yep. Everybody. So now here's the real question. When you fire everybody from the ground up, who makes the next decision? I have no idea. Who's So we, I compared it to college football. If you fire the head coach, the athletic director, the dean, and the president, obviously it's the board of regents who hires the next president, and the president hires the next dean, and the dean hires the athletic director and the coach. And, and so who the fuck is the board of regents? <laughs> it's obviously the federation but who are they is this is this just that proverbial they yeah they make the they hired yeah it, i mean yeah it's like it's like that's what we went with uh with this administration where americans in charge of things in in different places right so you can't just necessarily say it's going to be a bunch of american dudes because we got a bunch of American owners in the EPL. We got a bunch of American owners in La Liga, or not La Liga, but uh, Bundesliga and Serie A. We can't just like necessarily say uh, we're going to hire some of those guys because like who's making their player decisions? It's probably like 
fucking in England. It's probably a bunch of British guys, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they might have some say. The coach might have some say if it's Jesse Marsh or whoever. But I mean, like, that's what we just did. That's what we just did. And you're right. It's like, who's going to make these decisions? Going to be some sort of they, some sort of MLS, like, hierarchy. Like, I mean, it's kind I don't of know. It's, it, it's got to be. It's got to be a federation hierarchy, but I just, I don't know who it is. And I always use the proverbial day because, you know, we, you work, you know, where you work and I worked mm-hmm. where you work and it was always, oh, they, they. did yeah. this or they said, right. this is the new rule. And it's like, who the fuck is they? Right. Oh, so it's, they are going to hire a new GM. It's like either John Tyson or Trev Albers. Like that's going <laughs> to, well, no, but even Trev Albers. So like when, when Mike Riley got fired, no, no, no. When when Bill Callahan got fired, Steve Peterson got fired. Steve Peterson was the AD. When Mike Riley got fired, they fired the athletic director, Sean Eichhorst, and they fired Harvey Perlman. Harvey Perlman was the president who had right. hired um, who had hired Steve Peterson, who was the one that fired Frank. Right. So they, I mean, that when when they fired Mike Riley, they went from the ground up, scorched earth, similar to what we're seeing now. But I knew then it was the board of regents who was going to hire the new president, who would hire the new athletic director. Yeah, we don't know that right now, though. Like, I we have no idea. We're at the point where everybody's gone, and pieces are going to start falling into place. And I think we don't know. It's not. It's not. It's not Alexi Lalas and fucking those those type of guys. I mean, hey, dude, there is no more 2002 guys that's going to be in this hierarchy. Yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe it could be Landon Donovan, but like, I, I really feel like Landon Donovan has always been the voice of re- like, he will criticize coaching moves. He'll criticize anything. I think Twelman would be good in one of those positions. I think he would too. I love him as a broadcaster. Like hopefully. Well, he just always seems to be a good voice of reason in those situations too, but no. So I, I, I think, I think we've hammered away enough at that. A lot of good talking points. We, d- we don't have as much soccer betting to do this weekend, but we do have some sports bets. We're just going to do, we're going to do something different. We're going to do a general sports betting section and I'll go ahead and kick it off. And with the first plays that, that we'll go over for this makeshift, you know, play section that we, we do every week, I'm just going to go ahead and go through Dan's plays since he's not here. He does have a Serie A play and he has Atalanta to win to nil. And that is at plus 110. And I'm just going to run through dance plays because we're not doing too many. We're going to do something different with this segment. So the soccer plays that we have, we're just going to power through them real quick. And then we're going to have a little bit of discussion and plays after that. So he has the Atlanta play and then he has Leipzig to win and both teams to score at plus 200. He has Frankfurt double chance at plus 235. He has his boys Union money line at plus 120. And he has Leverkusen Dortmund over three at minus 120. So he's got pretty good odds on all those things. Um, again, that's Atalanta to win to nil, plus 110. Leipzig and both teams to score at plus 200. Frankfurt double chance, plus 235. Union Berlin money line, plus 120. And Leverkusen Dortmund over three goals at minus one. They all sound like winners to me. Yeah, yeah, yep. I, I like all those names. I like... I like overs. I like both teams to score bets in Germany. So, and I mean, that's, that's his league. So absolutely, dude. My one soccer play that I'm going to play is going to be, I'm going to do what might be the most cop out easiest play to play in La Liga. I'm going to take Barcelona money line and I'm going to add it with 
Real Madrid money line. Real Madrid is hosting Real Sociedad. Two solid teams. Real Madrid has been kind of iffy by far here recently. They're getting older. They're forgetting how to play. But I still think they find a way against a very good team to get a win versus Real Sociedad. And uh, Barcelona visits uh, Girona. And I looked them up. The last three games have ended 3-1 to one in favor of Barcelona. It doesn't matter who's home, who's away. So I'm going to pair those two together at plus 156. There you go. Um, and then I do have three FA Cup plays. I know Dan absolutely refuses to play cup league or cup cup matches. I know you're tentative against it, but you you still will play them. Can I say uh, why? Yeah, dude, go ahead and throw them under the bus. Because I've been bus driver. I've been winning them. And action sports, the thing that we're obligated to be tied to. <laughs> I'm not doing it. I know. No, you can't they fucking make fucking me. delete them. They delete my fucking wins. They delete my wins. And I figured it out finally, I think. It's it's like cup ties that they don't support. I missed I missed a play today. I just pl- I played it basically just to see. And I played it in Holland. And I, I had a good feeling about it. And it was kind of like a weird beat. But like I played a Holland League game just to see. Because like you can't find it on action. You can't find like. Oh, the Everdesi or whatever the fuck it's called on hot, on action, but they didn't delete that one. I lost. Was but it a league play EFL, or a cup play? It was a league play. Okay. I play a EFL cup or I play an FA cup. I win it and they delete it. You know, okay. First off, we're not obligated. Action. Fuck that shit. We're not obligated. <laughs> we don't have to. Fuck you. The only, thing we're, the only thing we're obligated to do is give out winners. All right. Mm-hmm. Don't have to have action, but action network, get your shit together, dude. You yeah, want to be this. You want to be this big time thing that accumulates and links to all these sports books, and, and you can see what other people are doing and communicate and put your stuff out there. Ramp up your fucking soccer shit because it's pathetic. Yeah, it's pathetic. It's the worst. Oh, it is. We don't. We don't support a. We don't. We don't know what a, a fucking double chance is. We don't know what a fucking both teams score is. Fuck you, action. Get your shit yeah. together. If you don't want. If you don't want to do it, hire me. If you're, if you're going to sit there and allow people to link <laughs> sports books to you and you're going to have a, a litany of sports books that can be linked, then you better be able to at least link all of the lines that those sports books are offering. Hello. Yes. And Hello. Not, like I said, hire me. I'll, I'll do it. And you play to win a lot of money. You play to win the game. Hello. 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 Anyways. All right. So <laughs> I do have three FA Cup plays to make. We're going with our boys. Wrexham. We're going with our boys, Wrexham. They they did it for me last time. And honestly, that Wrexham hit last time was the only reason I came out plus money that weekend. So we're, we're doubling back with it. They're pulling a lot of support from the United States now that people know Ryan Reynolds and our, our boy from Always Sunny are the co-owners of the team. So Wrexham, draw no bet at plus 210. Give it to me all day. I'm going to do that until they, fi- until they finally face a Premier League side. Uh, and then I'm going to take... Oh, man, I don't even know what I, I wrote down here. Uh, I think it's both teams not to. Yeah, it's both teams not to score leads. And I'm going to give a try here. But I'm sorry, my American English does not know how to compute four consonants in a row. <laughs> and Accrington, I think. But it's A-C-C-R-I-N-G-T-O. I do not know why there's two C's. And second off, I do not know why there's four consonants. But Accrington and Leeds, both teams not to score at minus 105. And then I'm going to take Derby County, West Ham, both teams to score, no draw at plus 160. All right. What day? Okay. What day is that, Accrington? I believe it's Saturday. 
the only the only FA Cup match on Friday tomorrow is Arsenal Man City, which is probably going to be fun to watch. By the way, yeah, I did not know that Arteta was a Guardiola disciple either. So I didn't know that either. Yeah, he was an assistant coach for Man City. Oh, oh. makes sense. Akerton Stanley. Akerton Stanley. Akerton. Akerton Stanley. Still four consonants in a row. You got to get very proper. Akerton Stanley. It's still four consonants in a row. Yeah, it's pretty wild in the English language. Yeah, the King's English. Yeah, the King's English. (laughs) Yeah. We speak bastard English over here, but we still know better than four consonants in a row. Yeah. Fuck you. Aluminium. Fuck it. All right. So this is where the unique part of the... (laughs) (laughs) What <laughs> the unique part of this gambling segment is going to be? We have championship weekend in the NFL playoffs, and your Niners are involved, and your Niners very well could make it to the Super Bowl. And so mm-hmm. I know that right now your mode is 100% San Francisco 49ers, and we're all about the NFL playoffs. And we have really good matchups because even, even on the AFC side, so – you know, me and you in personal conversations have talked about it where there's only really two teams in the NFC that could win the Super Bowl. And those are the two teams that are in the championship yeah. for the NFC. Uh, but the AFC had three or four teams that, that could potentially push. We right? thought, we thought, but I think we thought we, we look at these matchups and it's a thing about to get excited about it. It's, it's what you don't want to see in March Madness, but in, I think in the NFL, this is what you want to, you want to see the number one team versus number both leagues. Yeah. The Bills, the Bills showed out to be a fraud once again. Like, I, I have nothing against them. I love that they throw themselves through tables and shit. Like, they're, they're whatever, the Bills oh, Mafia. Oh, dude, Bill, Bills Mafia is easily the best fan base in the NFL. But they're a fucking fraud, dude. Like, they haven't won. Uh, hey, a really I would say, I, I honestly think Josh Allen is a fraud. Yeah, he's, I, he's getting to that level. Dude. I saw enough of him when he played against us. And I saw enough of him when he played against you yeah. because if I'm not mistaken in his sophomore year and his junior year, he played against Nebraska sophomore year, played against Iowa's junior year. And he threw a combined nine interception. Yeah. It was Wyoming, but it's kind of the, 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 the argument that we've been seeing out there where like uh, the last time Jalen Hurts played Brock Purdy, it was like 42 to 41. We're not going to see a 42 to 41. Right. But you're also making, you're trying to make the same argument for like the rich man's version of Jay Cutler. <laughs> like oh so you just have a losing record, but you're a great quarterback yeah right yeah. like i mean what are we talking at this point what are we talking so oh oh so he gets he gets a pass in college because he was playing with inferior talent but yet at the next level he still chokes in the biggest moments yeah at what point is it on him ah, i mean yeah i mean so so the games they've lost in previous seasons have been classics maybe yeah, like especially last year. Oh, that AFC. Right. That, that probably AFC. on the defense more than him, but he's had a number of times this year where he's come up way too short. He he loves to throw a pick. Yeah. The most inopportune. Well, and and he gets I what I think his biggest problem is he gets so emotional. Yeah. He gets so emotional. And we saw that in college when he played against our teams. Yeah. You know, after pick number three, chucking the ball at the back of somebody's head type of shit, you know? Right. Yeah. Like just he, I, I don't think he has that coolness to forget the last play. Right. Like, like I think Joe, the tension. Like Joe Burrow inside, yeah, yeah. 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 I think the tension inside of him builds up and spills over, and that's what creates that fatal flaw. 
Right. Maybe he needs to do uh, <laughs> what the fuck was what what was it that Aaron Rodgers did? Hayaska or Hayaska? Hayaska. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. I don't know what it yeah, is. Whatever. It is. Microdosing. Microdose in the game, dude. Maybe you'll fucking not in game, but like off <laughs> Whatever it is, whatever. I want to see. I want to see every quarterback microdosing <clears throat> right before. He I'm just needs. You know, he needs to figure out a way to goose frob of that shit. Yeah. If he does yeah. that, then he'll take another another step. Right. Yeah, and they're they're supposed to be a cold weather team, and he fucking sucks. Every- and he played in Wyoming, and he's from fucking Idaho. <laughs> like, how are you so bad in the cold when you're from the cold? Like, like you're from the cold. Yeah, you're you, from the cold. Like, it's like Bane when he's like, oh, you merely adopted the darkness. I was born in it, raised by it. J- Josh Allen. And you lost. <laughs> yeah, Josh Allen. You're from the cold. Yeah. <laughs> Play better in the cold. Comparison. That is a great comparison. How is Batman just going to adapt into whatever the fuck in, like, you know, whatever time it was that he had to defeat Bane and Bane was born in it. Like, how did Bane not defeat? Seriously. Yeah. Dude, he's the Bane of fucking football. <laughs> but you know, you know who, so and here's another thing too, that I think is a really good talking point. This new young group of quarterbacks that are overtaking the NFL, this group has to be the coolest, like just cool dude, like coolest group to ever like take over the NFL in general. Yeah, I mean, every single one of them, even though Josh Allen gets all heated during games in person, I think I'd have a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> Dude, I, I, I hate the Chiefs. I think it'd still be fun to hang out with Pat Mahomes. Mm. Herbert looks Herbert looks like he'd be fun to hang out with. Herbert, Burrow. definitely. Burrow, definitely. I mean, if Mahomes invites his wife, I think he'd probably be. Like, oh, I'm beating the fuck out of his brother. <laughs> oh, his brother, too. Yeah, yeah. But but I mean, like <laughs> Herbert and. And Burrow, like they all, they all just seem fun to be around. Yeah, like they got they, they got the respect of the locker room. That and just them as people, you gravitate towards them. Yeah, Burrow for sure, man. He's got he's got swag. Like I, I can't even like I don't know if this is gonna be a racist statement, but like I can't really think of a a white quarterback who had so much swag. You know, like would you say this? That's the biggest recruiting miss in Nebraska football history. Absolutely. Absolutely. I still I still remember being 13 years old and watching his uncle get a game-winning interception down in Kyle Field at Texas A&M. Wow. So he was a – what do you call that? He was a generational – Legacy. Legacy. Yeah. His dad, his two uncles, his grandpa, his grandpa's brother. And yeah. the year that he came out of high school – oh, God, I can't believe I'm doing this. The year <laughs> he came out of high school was the year that Bo Pelini got fired and Mike Riley got hired, and neither of them called him. Neither. I actually think Bo might have talked to him, but Bo got fired. I think, yep. I don't know if I ever meet him in person, I'm asking him all these questions. Uh, <laughs> but th- then the year that he transferred from Ohio state to LSU, Mike Riley got fired and, and Scott Frost got hired. Scott Frost didn't call him. And when they asked him about it, they go, well, we already got a better quarterback. Ooh, Adrian. Yeah. And then when, Ooh. when, when dude, when Joe, when Joe, what's his name? Joe Shiesty or uh, how did toast put it? Joe Shiesty. Joe Shiesty. Yeah. Yeah, Joe Shiesty. That's that, that. Apparently, that's his nickname. But when he won the SEC championship game against Georgia, they're like, "Is this how you like? Is this what you imagined it feeling like?" He's, yeah, I, I imagined it would feel like this, but I didn't picture myself wearing these colors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he wasn't talking about Ohio State, and that's the other question I would ask him. I know he's talking about Nebraska, but he didn't go into detail, and that would be the first question I'd ask him. I, I honestly think that Joe Burrow could potentially be where he's at today out of spite 
to prove his worth because no Nebraska coaches called him. And that's where he wanted to play. You know, you know, one thing I love about Joe Burrow just recently happens um, as far as the CBS broadcast goes, Tony Romo and shit, like they allegedly asked him what his championship window is. You know what he said? As long as I'm playing. (laughs) That's what I I mean. I love that. dude. I love that. I work with a super chiefs fan and he, when I brought up Joe Burrow, he's like, well, he's cocky. I was like, yeah, but it's the kind of cocky that like, I kind of want to root for. Yeah. And then he's like, he goes, he goes, yeah, I see that. I was like, I kind of like him. And he goes, I don't. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They've, they've been kind of like, they've been a little bit overshadowed by the Niners win streak, but they got the same sort of win. Like, yeah. I think they've won like 11 in a row. The 49ers won like 12 in a row. And yeah, I mean. And they've got, three, they've got three in a row on the Chiefs. Yep. They got three in a row on the Chiefs. That's kind of like the thing that makes me nervous because you can't just beat a, the same team over and over again. But I mean. Well, the, the, the comment always is too, like when divisional teams play each other in the playoffs and one divisional team beat them twice in the regular season, it's hard to beat the same team three times. Yeah. So it's, a, it's 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 an interesting play, even if Patrick Mahomes was healthy, which he's not. Uh, according to TikTok, he is. Nah, according to TikTok, dude, he had a high ankle sprain. He has a high ankle sprain. He's not healthy. He's not gonna do the things he can normally do. So for for me, I mean, if I can get him on a pick'em, I guess you know, I mean, I mean, literally, we might see something where the Chiefs beat the Bengals the next seven times. I think I think the Bengals definitely win. on the money line on the pick'em. Yeah. Yeah. I, the worst part is, is that I think the, that Vegas is hedging it because when I looked it up, even though the chiefs were favored by a point, the Bengals money line was still minus one Oh five. Yeah. No, but I, mean, I, I think they're trying to entice you to bet chiefs. Dude, it was, it was two and a half already because Vegas kind of thought that Mahomes wouldn't play, but then there's been video released that he looks all right. But I'm telling you that even with healthy Mahomes, I still think the Bengals are the better better team, just in general. And we got if, we got if Mahomes is gimped. Well, even if Mahomes isn't gimped, I think the teams are almost dead even. Uh, if Mahomes is a little bit gimpy, I do like the Bengals defense more than the more than the Chiefs. Yeah, and I, I like I like the Bengals weapons on the outside way more than the Chiefs. Right. The only thing Definitely. is, I like the Chiefs offensive line more. Yeah, yeah. I think it would be a a solid play to just like go against what people are expecting with a high scoring game. I don't know. I don't know if that's what you're doing, but I'm taking, I'm definitely taking Bengals at pick them. I think the Bengals just right out. Yeah. Like, I think right so the lines, the lines that I picked on that, I, I, I I'm, I'm going to recuse myself from picking a spread or money line just because there's too much Nebraska flavor for the Bengals. And as, and, and I've openly said this in the group chat that I'm a Broncos fan. But as long as Russell Wilson is the quarterback of the Broncos and they got their head up their ass as a franchise, I, I'm done. I'm done with them. And mm-hmm. the amount of Nebraska flavor in Cincinnati, especially because it, I, I can I can root for Joe Burrow as a Nebraska fan because he wanted to play for us and it's not his fault. He didn't mm-hmm. like like there like there there's still a connection there, you know. Right. And then Zach Taylor's the head coach. They drafted Cam Taylor Britt in the first round. We had a first round, we had a first round drought there for a while from Sue and Spencer mm-hmm. Long. So so Cam Taylor Britt, and then he gets the game winning, the game ceiling interception. You know, there, there's a flavor there. Uh, so I'm gonna recuse myself of that. Clearly, I'm as as a lifelong Broncos fan and as a Joe Burrow Zach Taylor fan, I am obviously rooting for the Bengals. Right. 
Uh, but I do think that the offenses in this game are way better than the defenses in this game. And I think 48 is an achievable number. Achievable number. I hate it because that polar vortex is coming down and it's going to be cold and windy and it's a playoff game. So teams are more just concerned on winning and advancing, right? Which, which leads to unders. So I hate this play. I hate it. But the last time I said I hated a play on this podcast, I hit. <laughs> right. So I hate it, but I'm going to do it. I'll take the over. Um, I'm going to bet on two premier quarterbacks getting it done when it needs to get done. Uh, another couple of fun, uh, another fun little play that I have on this one is <laughs> Pacheco over six and a half receiving yard. Right. He said it two out of the last three games. All it takes is one catch and he's their starting running back. And if Mahomes is gimpy, he's going to dump it down. Yeah. And that's, uh, yeah, that's just fun. Yeah. You're that's looking for fun. one catch. One, one decent catch. One, one decent catch. Maybe two catches at the most. But yeah, with Mahomes being gimpy, I like it 100%. And then I guess moving to the well, NFC. Do you, have, do you have any, hey, do you have any plays on that game other than the money line? No, I'm just going to pick them. That's it. I'm not going to, I'm not going to do any props. I'm going to, I'm going to tell Beast props probably. <clears throat> oh, dude. Just make money. That's something, that's something to say on here. <laughs> Everybody fucking tail Beast picks player props. Tail Beast, Beast props. Jesus Christ. This dude, I could be having a bad week and I will try to figure out a way to get back. And all I do is I take half the money I have in my account and I throw it on the beast prop. It hits and I'm right back in business. This dude has saved me more times than I can say. Yep. Beast been on props. fire. Beast props. Beast props. At Coda Capper's beast, I think. I think so. And uh, all right. So moving to the NFC, like I got a lot of negative thoughts about this game. For my Niners, man, like uh, Philadelphia has had over 70 sacks this year. I really think that's the way Brock Purdy obviously isn't, you know, I don't think anybody's really saying he's like the next coming of like the greatest quarterback ever. He's been managing the team, been doing his thing. But if you if you watch him, like if he gets pressure, I mean, he, he's bound to do something stupid. Like he does. He's been doing it here in the NFL where he does like the spin out thing. That's like so bad. It's like you cannot do that because hey, everybody's hey, faster hey, hey. than you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Real quick, real quick. I just got to throw this out there. I just did it real quick to see. Um, I took the over 48 and a half points in that match or in that game. And I took it with Pacheco one one or more receptions. Same game parlay. It's plus 130. <laughs> there you go. Plus 130, dude. All right. Sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. I'm re- I feel bad. No, it's just like, uh, yeah, I think like, I think Philadelphia is going to pressure Brock Rudy. Uh, like I think the 49ers option to win would be to establish a running game. And then we're also looking at the number one defense in the league versus the number two defense in the league. And we got an over under at 46 and 47. I mean, come on to me, this is an under, this is an under, it's going to be like 20 to 10. You know, I hope, I hope the Niners are on the plus side of that 20 to 10. They just had a game. It was 19 to 12 versus Dallas Cowboys. Who's a much softer defense and probably a worse offense so like you know i think i I, hey i'm gonna give you my honest opinion i think you're giving the eagles defense too much credit dude they've been fucking dominant i'm i'm not disagreeing with what you said with what you say necessarily Mm -hmm. i just think you're giving them too much credit but I, i i just don't think i mean a 40 a 46 47 point over under is like 24 to 21 you still win like do you see that game going higher in 24 21 no, I think it'll be low. I think it'll be lower scoring. But here's the thing: 
that overhits if either team runs away with it. I and think I, I here's the thing. I think only one. I think only one team could run away with it. To be honest, the, which defense is better in this game? Which defense is better? There's only uh, one right answer. I just think okay. The, the the one thing you can do against the 49ers defense too is run with if you're a running quarterback. If you're a running quarterback, you can run. Like I don't know if they're gonna like. But you don't. To, like, no, 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 no. Hold up, hold up. That is pigeonhole. That is pigeonholing us as football guys, right? You don't have to run it with the quarterback. You just have to run it. They've struggled against a, a, a scrambling beat, quarterback. You have, yes, against a scrambling quarterback in general. Yeah. But how many offenses that they play have a Kyle Shanahan? Yeah. I mean. You're talking about a rushing attack that has Elijah Mitchell, Christian McCaffrey, and Debo Samuel. Mm-hmm. You don't have to run it with the quarterback. No, I'm saying against the Niners defense. What the Niners defense oh, has okay, accounted yeah. for. And I'm saying like they could they could very honestly be riding like an amazing defense right now where Fred Warner just you're just going to like spy Jalen Hurts, and not let him fucking run out of the pocket. But I mean, he's he's been pretty flawless on on RPOs. I mean, I, I really think Philadelphia can do enough against the Niners defense that it's not going to be like they're not going to score 35 points. But I think they'll do enough where I don't I and I think they'll make Brock Prudy have to do too much and that's why i see an under if i had to if i had to lean i would lean for the eagle which might just be like a pessimistic fan you know you're definitely a pessimistic fan because (laughs) your 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 teams usually let you down (laughs) well i mean they do the niners Niners have let me down so many times yeah since you were a kid yeah yeah 1994 since you were a kid so but okay so but we're both on the under i do like the under yeah I do like the under. I I just think the Niners defense is I think the Niners defense is easily the best defense left in the playoffs. And I think this is the toughest defense that Jalen Hurts is going to have to play the rest of the rest of his pathway to a Super Bowl. So, I do that think That has nothing to do with the picking this game. You know what I mean? No, I'm just saying that I think that this defense will limit the Eagles more than any defense they play after it. So, I think that leads to an under. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. I think it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be an under. I think I think the Niners are going to be able to run the ball well enough too that it leads to an under. And I think the Niners could definitely win this. They definitely could. I will say this that their winning streak is getting to that point where you either lose now or win the Super Bowl. <laughs> so it's it's one of those things too. But I do I do agree with you on the under. The 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 few things that I want to talk about though because we're we're getting to one of our longer episodes which is ironic. But <laughs> I want to throw out a few first touchdown scores and get your take on it. All right. So Jalen Hurts, because we talked about running quarterbacks, Jalen Hurts first time or uh, first touchdown score plus 750. And then if the Niners get the ball first and can run the ball out of the gate, but playing kind of like the the contrarian idea here, Kittle first touchdown score plus 1200. Or if the Eagles do get the ball first and it's not Jalen Hurts, Dallas Goddard, first touchdown score plus 1100. I've got three guys there. If I put a unit on that worst case scenario, none of them hit them out three units. Cool. Whatever. Uh, but if Hertz hits that and I play three, I'm still up four units. Yeah. And if either, like, I mean, that's what I mean. Like, I, I think, I think if I had to pick a group of three people, give me the tight ends against good defenses where they can run that wide banana thing down in the red zone. Yeah. Or a mobile quarterback, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. the uh, The only other one would be, 
don't know if you said it. Elijah Mitchell. I didn't, but I can look it up. But I, I just, what are your other plays in the game? Uh, I mean, those are my only plays. I just want, I, I do have something else. This is, con- this is a conspiracy theory. I think the 49ers front office is praying. They're praying. They're looking to Allah. They're looking to God at this point. Yahweh. Yahweh. And they're saying, we want Brock Prudy to fuck up terribly bad. Why? Because they invested so much motherfucking money in Trey Lance. So many draft picks in Trey Lance. They want Brock Prudy to fuck up. Okay, first off, they didn't invest any money because he's on a rookie contract. They did invest draft picks. But after this year, it's a wash. They get their picks. They're good to go. They do not. They do not want to see Brock Prudy succeed. Well, I mean, because, from, okay, okay. Yeah. So if, if Brock Prudy is on a fourteen-game winning streak, I know he wasn't quarterback in all fourteen games, but like, if he's on, what would it be like eight or nine-game winning streak, won the Super Bowl? There's no way you cannot start Brock Prudy next. Yeah, I think I think the, I think the bigger problem is that they invested actual money into Garoppolo. Garoppolo is gone. They're gonna yeah, get rid of, uh, of course. But the thing is, they invested picks. But we're far enough into the Trailance experiment to where you're going to start getting those picks back and you already lost the picks and your team is still in a good position. So I don't think I don't think that they would throw something tinfoil hat style for what you're talking about. Not at this point. I'm not saying that they throw it because like I think they just leave it up to the players. But like I think the front office is like we want to see Brock Purdy fuck up bad so we can be like the entire offseason like. Well, yeah, he he had a good run, but it's the system. Oh, it's, by the way, that by the way, Elijah Mitchell is plus eighteen hundred. See, like I that's that's a first down touchdown score that I would probably throw a unit on. Well, and play. and here here's the funny part: anytime touchdown score, Jalen Hurts is plus one ten, Goddard plus one eighty, Kittle plus one sixty five, Mitchell plus two eighty. I think I think we've seen uh, in their strategy. I mean, I mean, it's like for a 49ers touchdown, we'll say. If Kittle breaks one extra tackle, he gets the he gets the touchdown. But if not, they're at first and goal on the two or on the one or something, and they've been putting in Elijah Mitchell since he's been healthy. So I think that's a I think that's a fucking pretty value bet, right? Yeah. But all right, so we're excited for the NFL playoffs. It's going to be a good weekend. Uh, I unfortunately have to file taxes at some point this weekend, so that'll be fun, you know, because. Apparently, we live in a system where they know how much money I make. They know how much money I owe, but I have to figure it out. (laughs) At any rate, at any rate, uh, it was good talking to everybody, and we will see you next week. Yep. Bye. Go Niners. Go Niners.